0: We're living in a world of uncertainty. Everything seems to be uncertain these days. The economy, the markets, gas prices, food uh, shortages, inflation, national debt, and and the. this is not just alone. We're just not alone in this country. I mean, when we look around the world, we see this also, wars and poverty, lack of water and supplies and proper shelter, and, and housing, medical supplies, the list goes on and on. Um, so wonder that fear and and worry, anxiety and depression is, is running rampant in this country and really around the world. It's getting worse. The last few years have been brutal. COVID's, COVID has accelerated fear and accelerated worry beyond measure. It has affected our children and young adults, youth, in a, in a great way. and and. We'll be feeling these effects of isolation and mask mandates and churches and schools and businesses that have been shut down. We'll be feeling that for years and decades to come, as well as all the stress and uh, the losses that have been occurred, especially during the last two years. I'm so glad that much of this has loosened up over the last few weeks and months a bit, at least in this country, but it's gonna be replaced with other things for sure, right? Sooner or later, monkeypox is gonna start coming up here. You know, we're gonna be old I don't know, whatever. Um, some other future pandemics going to happen. Just know that. Just know that, that this is the, the, the times that we're living in, the season that we're living in. These things are just gonna happen, and we need to understand that the truth is, while things might look different from place to place and from country to country, Right, um, humans feel and and fear really the same way. Right around the world, they just express it differently. We we cry, we bleed. Right, we feel pain and loss, and we have to deal with fear and worry and life struggles. And we all do it in our in our own way. And and while we live in a fallen world, a, a sinful world, God has a plan from the beginning of time to to help us, to redeem us, to restore us. That should make you excited, bring you back into a right relationship with Jesus Christ and the King of Kings. And and when that happens, when we receive his love, his grace and his, his mercy and his peace, right? Things begin to change and our hearts and minds uh, start to move towards him, right? And we begin to be transformed by the power of God. But we have to move towards him. We have to take steps of faith towards him. Today I bring you a message about Um, uh, Finding peace, overcoming worry. Mm -hmm. Finding peace, overcoming uh, worry. We're going to be in the book of Isaiah chapter 26. We're going to initially look at the first uh, two to five verses, but then we're really going to take a look at this whole entire chapter. So keep your Bibles open and your phones and whatever else you use to uh, read scripture. Finding peace. God's peace in the midst of insecurity and worry. Find God's peace. Amen. Find God's peace. Isaiah 26, beginning reading from verse 2. Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter, the nations that keep faith. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it down to the dust. Father God, I pray that, Lord, that even now these words will start coming into our mind and our heart, Lord, that we will find peace in you and that fear will be removed, oh God. Worry will be removed, anxiety and depression would flee in the name of Jesus and healing will start coming to our minds, our bodies, our hearts and souls in Jesus' name, oh God. Help us today, oh God. Help us, Lord, to fix our eyes and gaze on you and only you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Chapter 26 of Isaiah starts by saying, In that day, in that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. In that day, we have a strong city. God makes salvation its walls and ramparts. There's going to be a time in the future where where there's going to be rejoicing and singing in the land of Judah. And the city is going to be a strong city because it's going to be God's city. And now currently, we have never seen this Fulfilled in in our time, in, in or even in times past, but it will happen, right? Will it happen? Yes, it's going to happen, and I believe it's going to happen during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, where um, he's going to reign with his people on planet Earth for a thousand years. Uh, it seems that in chapter twenty-five of Isaiah, he's rejoicing in the Lord. And in, in chapter 25, verse 1, he says, O oh Lord my God, you are my God, I will exalt you, I will praise your name, for in perfect faithfulness you have done marvelous things, things planned long ago. And he goes on to speak about now destruction of the cities, and nations will bow low, and, and they're going to be destroyed, uh, turned to a heap of rubbles, but... Uh, this part, I believe, is part of a, a cleansing process before God sets up his kingdom. And in verse 8 and 9 of Isaiah 25, he goes on and says, He will swallow up death forever. And the sovereign Lord will wipe away uh, the tears from all faces. He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, in that day, they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted in him. He saved us. This is the Lord we trusted in. In him let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation Amen. well during Isaiah's time the Assyrians uh, have caused much uh, much problems much they go to war and they cause death and and destruction and and there's gonna be a time in the future where there's gonna be rejoicing back in God's kingdom and, and God's kingdom is going to be set up and he's gonna rule and reign on earth and this is gonna be a glorious time but there's also times of war and destructions and and times that that people are struggling. And I also believe chapter 26 referring to that same time, that same time period in that day. So verse one, in that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city, God makes salvation, his walls and ramparts, it's God's city. And God's gonna rule and reign over his church, and rule and reign. Over his city. And by the way, God loves the city. Did you know God loves the city? You know, I'm a, I'm a city guy. You know that. I'm not, a, I'm not a farm guy. You know, I'm not this rural thing. It just, it's just where I ended up. But I'm a city boy. Um, Brooklyn, New York. Oh, yo, hey, whatever. Go Yankees. But listen, it's, it's important to understand some of this that, that God loves the city. I believe he loves the city because he loves people and the city's packed with people, that's where people dwell. Well, listen, he loves the country, he loves the farmland, he loves rural uh, America, but we know that he's referring to this as the city, the city where he will find strength, and in the city will find strength and protection and righteousness um, because, being revealed. And this portion of scripture is also elsewhere in the Bible where he talks about fortified cities. And what's also interesting here is that the walls and ramparts our salvation. Now this word rampart, we don't use that word that much in today's language, so let's see what it says. Rampart is a defensive or protective barrier, especially a protective wall around the castle or a city made of stone with a broad top that serves as a walkway. It helps to see the enemy, it helps to see further out, it, it, it helps to see that if you're going to be attacked. And so there's this idea of protection, this idea of provision, this this idea of salvation coming to a city near you, the, a city of the Lord, the Lord, you'll find salvation in the Lord, in that city. Now, these gates are open. These gates are open, but they're open for the righteous to enter. Open this gate that the righteous nation may enter, the nation that keeps faith. And so in that day, in that day of rejoicing, this is going to be a day of rejoicing, in that city of God, everyone who keeps faith. Everyone who keeps faith will find peace. Everyone who keeps God's truth will, will may enter, right? So everyone is welcome. Everyone is, is welcomed into the city and the entrance price is Christ. The entrance price is walking by faith. The entrance price is walking in God's truth and ways. The results then are peace and protection and safety and security. And more importantly, you start walking and operating in the presence of God himself. So sometimes we do it for selfish reasons. Oh, that I might be saved. And like an insur- insurance uh, thing here, an insurance policy. But no, we want We should want a desire to be in his presence. And in his presence, we find peace. In his presence, we find protection. And so we don't look at man's truth, we, we go to God. We don't trust the world's system or ways, but we trust God's ways and God's system and God's uh, purposes that we're going to put forth. And the Bible says in Romans ten thirteen, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You call out to him, you will be saved. You, you, want, you want to find peace and salvation? Call out to God. And when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as, as Savior, your future becomes secure in Him. There's no better place to be than walking and working and serving in His presence and for His glory and telling His story, right? We want to be uh, in His presence. And, and by the way, if you don't know Jesus, if you haven't received Him, there's no security and there's no entrance in the city. No Jesus in your life? Then no peace. In your life, either. Without Him, your destiny is banished. Banishment from His presence. And there's no peace there. Uh, Jesus is the way to peace because Jesus is peace. Hallelujah. He is perfect peace. Now, all are welcomed into the city, but not all will come into the city. All are welcomed into His presence, but not all will come into His presence. Those who deny Jesus Christ and reject Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the righteous, right and his righteousness won't be allowed to come into the city the the and enter his peace or his city the unrighteous those who deny him those who reject him those who have not received him as his as your messiah and lord and savior will be excluded from the city now revelation 21 revelation 21 also speaks about a future city the new jerusalem right this comes later in history earth has passed away in the city in verse 24 says the nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it on on no day will its gates ever be shut for there will be no night there the glory and honor of the nations will brought be brought into it nothing impure will ever enter it nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful but only those whose names are written in the lamb's book of life will be able to enter this those cities and so now people who don't receive Jesus, the Lord, uh, Messiah—they have something to worry about, and they have something to fear, and they will not gain access into uh, any of God's cities. And that amazes me that that God's truth is set before us, and and we're free to enter. We're free to we're free to enter His presence, and and He will give us His perfect peace. And yet, people knowingly deny that. People knowingly. Stay in bondage. people knowingly refuse that people knowingly don't want to walk in his in his will and his ways on purpose. They do it on purpose and then they get mad when they receive, uh, they get denied entry and they get denied certain things in their life. Um, And what they're actually doing is choosing despair, choosing fear and worry and hardship and heartache. Why is that? Well, I think pride has a lot to do with that. Um, pride stops us from entering his peace. Pride stops us from entering into his city. Um, we 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 turn it stops us from turning towards him. Sin hinders us from trusting God. But if you want to have peace, perfect peace, the one that only God can provide, if you want to know uh, have a great life, a life that's secure in Christ Jesus, then you have to trust God. You have to trust him. He's the only way to Father God is through Jesus Christ the Messiah. He's the only way to have a secure future, to dwell with him for all of eternity. He gave his life. He died on a cross so that you can have access to him for all of eternity. You want a worry free life? Trust the Lord every day of your life. You want a worry free life? Follow his ways. Dedicate your life to him and be devoted to him, living, working, serving, loving. Love God, we it all the time. Love God, love people, love ministry. We need to stop worrying. Follow God, God's ways. Yes. In fact, if you really think about it, worrying makes no sense. It really doesn't make any sense for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because your future is secure in Christ Jesus. You don't have the story already ends. You will be with Him for glory, for eternity, for eons. You know that already. So why fuss for just... 50, 80, 100 years on planet earth, why fuss? Like this is the big deal. This is just a small little period in life. Why worry about half the things we're worrying about? Those who place their trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ gain access to the kingdom of God, gain access to heaven, gain access to be in his presence for all of eternity. Why worry? True peace only comes from God. And by the way, too many Christians, right, listen up, have made peace with God, right? So they're physically saved, they're spiritually saved, but they never had to learn how to walk in peace. They never learned how to experience God's perfect peace on earth. Verse 3, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mindset is steadfast because he trusts you. Now, here are several ways, I'm going to give you several ways that you can find peace and overcome worry. Number one, think about Jesus. Think about Jesus. Fix your eyes and gaze on Jesus Christ, on Him and His words. Fix your eyes on that. Perfect peace comes from the perfect one. And so your mindset must be steadfast on Him. Fix your eyes on Him. And the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. Shalom, shalom, right? Jesus is our shalom. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our perfect peace. And John 14, verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you. Jesus is leaving us peace. My peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus says in John 16, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me, right? In me, in Christ Jesus, you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. And that should make make us rejoice, amen? Amen. 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 God's peace. But for us to have God's peace, we must focus on God, we must trust Him, we must think about Him, And, and not just for a moment of time, just not for a minute, not just for a moment of time, it must be ongoing. Our mind, must focus on Him, must dwell on Him, must think about Jesus and, and be steadfast on Him. We're not mindless people. We ought to think on Jesus. We are to think about these things. Think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Think about these things. We ought to love the Lord with all our mind, with all our heart, with all our soul, with our everything, with our being. We are to remove, renew our mind daily. The Bible says... Do not conform any longer to the patterns of the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. If we can have His good and perfect will, right, it's pleasing unto Him. Why are we worrying? Because we don't have that. We don't renew our mind. We don't think about Jesus. We don't think about these things. We place our faith in the Lord and the Lord Jesus Christ, and we have to do it ongoing basis. We are not to set our mind on earthly things, but we have to set our mind on things above. Heavenly things, godly things, right? Eternal things. Amen? Yes. Amen? Hallelujah. We don't trust the worldly systems. We ought not to trust the worldly systems. Now, our, our nation isn't strong and powerful because we are great, but because God is great. Oh, you got to get that this morning. God is great. And this nation, I believe, is built on godly principles. And the naysayers, right, they can deny this truth. And really, I know I offend people when I say this, but they're welcome to go back to their countries if they want to. I know people say you shouldn't say that, but whatever. You know what? Most of us are living in America because we want to be in America. Most of our families uh, came from other countries, right? Or at least our ancestors did. Because they wanted a better life. Amen? They wanted a better life. And what makes... America great was not our wisdom. It was not our laws. It was not our ways. It was not because we are a chosen people or a greater people, but because it was built on laws and ways, right? It, it, that that uh, uh, that that God mandated. I believe that, right? They were based on God's laws, God's wisdom, God's ways. And you know, after almost 50 years, Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Can we give an applause for that? Hallelujah. Praise God. In, the, in a 6-3 decision, the United States Supreme Court reversed nearly five decades of, the, of unconstitutional legal precedents and affirmed that there is no constitutional right to end a child's life in the womb. Thank you, Keith. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's up to the state. Now it's up to the people. Now it's up to, to the voters, right? And I will just say this. Listen, we need to stop killing babies. Killing babies are wrong murder is wrong in fact let's take this a little further and say abandoning our children is wrong too so we need to help and teach parents and 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 children and leaders that all lives matter the ones in the womb the ones in the home the ones in remote places and around the world they all matter all lives matter old and young matter rich and poor matter the strong and the weak They matter, right? They matter, and they all uh, matter. And in America, they should matter. And as long as we keep killing and abandoning and abusing our children and babies uh, and the unborn uh, who are defenseless, we will not have peace. We will not have peace. Because this does not please God, church. It does not please God. And there will be consequences for sin. There's always consequences for sin. And sin will always stay around longer than you want it to be. It will hang around longer than you want it to be. And it will always take you further than you want to go. There's consequences for the way we've been treating people in America. Now, we we can try to rewrite history if we want to, but the truth still stands. If we want to make America great again, then we need to make God great again Amen. in America. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that in our hearts We need to bring God back into our homes. Yeah. We need to bring God back yeah. into our churches. We need to bring yeah. God back in our schools. We need to bring God back in our governments as well. Without the Lord and his blessing, there will be no peace. There'll be worry, fear, war, doubt, anxiety, and a future that is bleak and hopeless Amen. but we know that our hope is in the lord yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. our hope is in the lord when we focus is on christ he will sustain you he will help you he will guide you he will lead you he will give you perfect peace he will be your shalom but we must walk and work and operate according to his will and his ways and the bible says and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. you must place your trust in Him, and it must be ongoing, not just a one-time event. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. And check this out, when we trust in the Lord, with all our heart and lean not on our understanding, and always we acknowledge Him, He will make our paths straight. God will work in you and God will work through you to make your paths straight. But do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your bodies and nourishment to your bones. So many people are filled with with fear and doubt and anxiety and depression. And I know I might get in trouble today for for saying this, but much of this is our own fault. Much of it is our own fault. And I'm guilty at times too. My flesh leads me at times. We're supposed to walk and operate in the Spirit of God. But our flesh leads us way more often than the Spirit of God does. not And we need to change that. We need to start pressing in with God and say, God, lead me and guide me and teach me your ways. But our flesh still leads us. Now, I don't want to blame anyone for their sicknesses. I don't want to do that. But the truth be told, there are many, many reasons why people find themselves sick. And too often, we blame the devil and we don't blame ourselves for our bad decisions and choices that we make in life, right? Uh, If we pause long enough, much of what we do is our doing, right? Especially when we're not following biblical practices and principles and yes we can blame the devil i get that we can blame the devil and, and for, for what he's doing and, and causing us to stumble and and tempting tempting us and now we live in a fallen world i get that we live in a sinful world i get that yes that's all true i get that i get that but are we really trusting the lord with all our hearts are we really leaning out on our own understanding but trusting Him? Are we really acknowledging Him in all, in all our ways? Are we really laying our burdens down at His feet? Are we really sacrificing our, our life and obedience unto Him? Are we doing that? We are to be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God. But often we crawl off the altar. Often we lay down our burdens and then we pick our burdens up again. And so we lose our peace. We lose our way. We lose hope. So often our, our hearts are filled with, with fear and worry and, and doubt, which often leads to sickness and, and bad decisions. And we know that in Matthew 6, it uh, says, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, or what you will wear. Is not, is not life more important than food and the body? more important than clothes? Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away uh, in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than them? And the answer is yes, you are more valuable than they are. And now this doesn't mean we can't plan or we can't prepare, but it does mean that we shouldn't worry about so many things that we are worrying about and getting all caught up in. And too often we believe and receive uh, lies from the enemy, which causes now deception. And often we don't even know that we're being deceived. Uh, but when our mind starts thinking about these uh, things the uh, wrong, wrong way and, and receive these lies, faith starts to diminish. And too often we have uh, placed the world system over God's system and authority in a ways. And it's because we have fallen short. It's because we have failed. It's because... We have uh, sinned and yielded to sin, and we have caused so much of our own pain and, and sorrow on our own, right, and shame. We have shame because of this, and we see it displayed in our words and our actions and our deeds and our lifestyles. In many ways, in many ways, church, we think we're smarter than God. And you might not say, hey, I'm smarter than God, right? Most of us are smart enough not to say that we're smarter than God, but in our heart, in our actions, in our lifestyles, in a way that we live and, and act and, and do life, uh, we, we reveal that we think we're smarter than God. But if you truly understand the scriptures to to lean on God, to rely on God, to trust God instead of yourself and in mankind, if your mind is truly focusing on God and trusting God's authority, then then you get his peace, you receive his peace, God's God's perfect peace, and therefore you worry less, and and you don't take all the stuff to heart, and everything that's happening around you, uh, to heart. Much of this is out of our control anyway. I want to be clear here. I'm not talking about medical conditions right now. I don't want you to misunderstand this. I'm not talking about medical conditions. There are medical conditions that are out there, that are not in your control, and some people are born with certain conditions, right? Certain certain people because of accidents or things that happen in their life cause certain. Things to happen chemical conditions maybe psychological conditions but I'm not talking about that as much as the things we're worrying about yes. the things that we're, we're putting in our body the lack of discipline that we have um, creates so many of our our issues and medical conditions in this country that's just the truth you don't have to receive that but it's just the truth over years we have abused our body in this country and therefore, because of the abuse, sickness and health issues come our, come our way. And it's not because of the devil. We get that, right? We, we understand that there is a devil out there and he's created this, but then we add to it ourselves, is what I'm saying. It's not, the, most of us have never met the devil face to face. Or, you know, because he's so powerful and, and, and he's going elsewhere. But you might have ran into one of his demons or two, right? Just kick him in the shin, keep going, resist, resist him in Jesus' name. All right. Don't fear it. The other night, I asked the youth about praying for people. We got to stop being bold in our prayers, right? We got to be, like we talked about that the other day. We have to stop praying and being bold and believing that God is going to start doing the supernatural at new levels, and our youth need to do that as well, right? So, where I'm asking them to raise up and rise up and start taking moments and saying, "Can I pray for you? How can I help you? How can we serve you?" Do that in life, in liberty, wherever you are. You don't need a platform to do it. Just do it. A lady the other day fell right in front of me and I was talking to my friend about doing that. And we just, right then and there, I was like, yes, when we have opportunities, we we, we, we can pray. We can stop. And he was really pushing me hard. He's an evangelist. He's pushing me really hard. But But I'm not an evangelist. You're an evangelist. We have other evangelists here. But the point of the matter is... I'm not an evangelist, but I still am willing to pray for people. And right when I said, I'm willing to pray for people, the lady fell over. And he's in my ear and my headset going, pray for her, pray for her, pray for her. I had a cheerleader in my head. I was like, dude, relax. Let me help her up first. Right? Let me me make sure she's okay. Uh, Anyway, problems are so often because we created our own problems. I'm also not saying don't go to the doctor. Right? Uh, we love doctors. It's not we, we're okay with doctors. Um, don't just go to any doctor, go to a good doctor. Right? Today we got some flaky doctors that are out there, right? Go to the doctor, go to an honest doctor, go to a, a good doctor, go to ask for recommendations, right? Uh, but always go to the great physician first, God Almighty, or Jehovah Jireh. Go to, go to him first, right? Go to him first, even when you're calling 911. But let him be your 911 call. 1013. Go call him. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Right? He will help you. He will rescue you. He will get involved in your life because he loves you. Make that call. Yeah, man. Call the doctor, but call on God. Hallelujah, man. Hallelujah. I'm always saying that we should be replacing fear with faith, and doubt and worry with joy and security in Christ Almighty. Why? Because we trust Him. We can do that. Why? Because we have placed our trust and our future and our faith in Him so we can rely on Him and we can rely on His words. And because of that, we can go forward by faith. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and always acknowledge Him. And He will make your path straight. And when you do this and you obey Him, uh, He will follow you. We start following the patterns that He set before us on how to live. This will bring health to your body. That's what, that's what scripture says. This will bring health to your body and this will nourish your bones. I believe these words. Do you believe these words? I didn't write these words. I copied these words right out of the Bible. Do you, they will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Hold on to these truths. Hold on to these promises. Hold on to what God is telling us to do. Complain less and yield more to his will. Another way to find peace and overcome worry is by walking with Jesus. Walk with Jesus. Isaiah 25, verse 5. Humble those. He humbles those who dwell on high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground. He casts it down to the dust. Feet trample it down. The feet of the oppressed. The footsteps of the poor. The world system doesn't work. It might work for a season or two. You might even get ahead. For a moment in time. But without the Lord, you're following a failed system. Following the world is following a failed system. It will not last. It cannot last. Grow up and mature in Christ. And understand, the world system is a failed system. Those who trust the world system will eventually be brought low. Will eventually be humbled. But when we humble ourselves rightly in the sight of the Lord, He will lift you up higher and higher and higher. That's what His Word says. The path of the righteous is level, Oh, upright one, you make the way of the righteous smooth. Yes, Lord, walking in the ways of the laws. We wait for you. We wait for you. Your name and renown are the desires of our heart. My soul yearns for you. In the night, in the morning, it springs up. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. We are to walk and wait and operate in his presence. We are, we are not made righteous on our own. It is the Lord that does it? It's the Lord that does that work. It's the Lord that makes us righteous when we place our, our faith and trust in Him, in Him alone. He sets us up for success. He makes our path straight. The path that was crooked now becomes straight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walk with Jesus. He is the one who will lead us and guide us in the in the right way to go. We are to walk with the Lord and wait for his perfect timing. We are to desire more of his presence, desire to be in his presence, desire uh, more of his instructions, desire his discipline, because that shows that we love him and he loves us when we're disciplined. We are we are to seek more of him, more of him, church, not less, more of him. As time gets hotter and things get crazier, seek more of him, pressing more with him. My soul yearns for you in the night, in the morning. My spirit longs for you, church. Do you yearn for God? Do you yearn for God? Have you gotten so hard in your life, in your worry, in your woes that you don't even know what it's like to love anymore? You got hardened and calloused and you don't know how to feel anymore. Do you long for more of God? Pray that God softens that hardened, calloused heart. Love God, love people, love ministry, serve people. If we love God, then we need to truly seek more of His presence. Now the wicked, they will be judged by God. Verse 9, when your judgment comes on upon the earth, the people of the world learn righteous. righteousness. Though grace is shown to the wicked, they do not learn righteousness. Even a land of uprightness, they go on doing evil and regard not the majesty of the Lord. We, have to, we need to start understanding He is holy, He is good, He is a great... An awesome God. We have to understand the majesty of the Lord. Oh Lord, your hand is lifted high, but they do not see it. Let them see your zeal for your people and be put to shame. Let the fire reserved for your enemies consume them. The wicked are often so ungrateful. Their end will be disaster and and separation and banishment from a holy God since they don't believe the truth of God's words and they have believed the lies about God they are deceived and one day in the near future God will bring judgment against uh, the inhabitants of this earth and they will quickly learn righteousness but what do they do now they continue to walk and operate in wickedness they continue to do evil they continue to search for peace and success and a se- secure future but they can't they can't find it because only in the Lord will they find lasting peace and security to find peace and overcome worry? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Because it's the Lord who establishes peace. Lord, you established peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. Oh, Lord our God, other Lords besides you have ruled over us, but your name alone do we honor. They are now dead. They live no more. Those departed spirits do not rise. You punished them and brought them to ruin. You wiped out all memory of them. You have enlarged the nations, O Lord. You have enlarged the nation. You have gained glory for yourself. You have extended all the borders of the land. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Now this portion of of Scripture, Israel is actually speaking to God, but I think it also applies to us as well. All that we are, all that we have, belongs to God. It's because of God that we have it. All that we have accomplished is because he allowed it. You have done it for us. You are our peace. You are our strong tower. You are our refuge. You are the one who enlarged the nations. You are the reason people haven't been able to expand their borders. You are the reason why we see Roe versus Wade overturned. You are the reason. You are God and you are able to do all things and you uh, we'll, there's a reason why this country will be great one day as we turn back to God Almighty. Yes. You are the reason why we live and breathe and move Amen. and have our being. We can do all things because you, God, have allowed it. While the world looks to gods and idols and people of power, we know that you alone are God, that you are all powerful, that you, God, are supreme over all things we honor you we glory in you we love you we worship you and you alone those who served in the past are now dead but you're alive they're no longer alive you brought them to ruins you wiped out all memories of them where is the pharaoh of egypt today where, where does baal reside today They live no more. And verse 16 says, Lord, they came to you in their distress. When you disciplined them, they could barely whisper a prayer. As a woman with child about to give birth, rides and cries out in pain, so were we in your presence, O Lord. We were with child, we writhe in pain, and that gave birth to the wind. We had not brought salvation to the earth. We have not given birth to people of the world. You must understand that people of God are constantly trying to do this on their own, to work it out on their own, apart from God alone. But they will find distress and duress and despair and eventually be destroyed. And worry will consume them. And even when he disciplines them, they can barely whisper a prayer. And so often they turn to God only when they're in trouble, only when they have a need, only when they lose their peace or their way and they find themselves in trouble and duress often but god's people god's people when we're facing hard times if if we can only get out a whisper we pray we talk to jesus and they're still wise enough to turn back to god in their trials and tribulations and so we see them even in a whisper praying to god talking to god talk to jesus and when we experience the rest and suffering know that we can turn to god if we have breath in our lungs We can turn to God. But he's saying to Israel here, and again I believe in many cases to us as well, in our suffering, in our birth pain, in our struggles, very often we have not experienced joy. The pain resulted in only the wind. There was no birth. There were no good results. Only wind. Only pain and suffering. And I believe that's because of the attitudes of the heart and the way we're we're doing life and doing certain things. And this portion of Scripture was also probably dealing with the Assyrians at the time and Israel, who they were at war and Israel was in trouble and bondage and being persecuted, but there's still hope given even during these hard times. And we today, we have a blessed hope in Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Even when our plans fail, even when things don't go our way, He is still faithful. He is still God. Amen. We shouldn't worry about things that we're worrying about. Just cry out to God, speak to God, speak to Jesus. Even if it's only a whisper, speak out to him. Verse 19, but your dead will live, their bodies will rise. You who dwell in dust, in the dust, wake up and shout for joy. Your dew is like the dew of the morning. The earth will give birth to her dead. Go, my people, and enter your rooms and shut the doors behind you. Hide yourself for a little while until this wrath has passed by. See, the Lord is coming out of his dwelling to punish the people of the earth for their sins. The earth will disclose the bloodshed upon her. She will conceal her slain no more. To find peace and overcome worry, listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Okay, there's so much happening throughout this entire chapter. The wicked, those who reject Jesus Christ, those who have denied their truth, those who won't listen to his and obey his, his words and principles, have not placed. Uh, their faith and trust in him alone they will eventually be punished and they will allow they will not be allowed into his holy city they have something truly to worry about um, the future is not safe and sec- secure for them they will eventually die or they'll eventually be cast out of god's presence and eventually going to end up in hell or eventually the lake of fire but the dead in christ shall live the dead in christ shall live. Those who receive Jesus Christ, their bodies one day will be resurrected. Those bodies one day will be resuscitated. Those bodies one day will be awakened. What a day that's going to be. The dead, you're dead. Those who belong to the Lord. Death is not the end. Death is not the end. This is a temporary body. This is a tent. This is not, this is not the real thing. It's just a temporary thing. We have a blessed hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Just as Jesus was resurrected from the dead, so shall we be one day because of his work and through his work on the cross. The captives are set free. The grave is opened up. Satan does not get the final word. Satan does not keep us down. Satan no longer has a hold on us. Satan no longer has a grip on us. Right, His chains and his bondages, they're broken in Jesus' name because of the work, wonderful work that he's done on the cross. If we are in Christ Jesus, if... We are born again believers listening and obeying living for him and doing this on an ongoing basis it's not just a one-time deal doing god's will ongoing basis and we shall be with god for all eternity there is nothing satan can do about it he can try but if you walk faithfully with the lord you are an overcomer in christ jesus we will one day be awakened in christ jesus one day We will have a glorious body what a day that's going to be when my jesus i will see we will not have suffering anymore there will be no more sickness there will be no more health issues there will be no more crying or no more tears oh man what a glorious day it would be you want to be with jesus we're going to have a massive party in heaven banquet an awesome banquet you want to be there dj show up we're going to have a blast up there we have a great time our future will be bright and secure in Christ Jesus as we continue to trust him and walk with him and remain in him. We will awaken with shouts of joy. Now, I think this scripture is also dealing with different time periods and parts of history. And one part looks back to the cross and to Christ's work that was done, the finished work at the cross. But another part, I, I believe, is looking towards the future, a time after the rapture, of after the saints of God are snatched away from, from, from this earth and there's a meeting in the air, a takeoff, a meeting in the air, um, and we're gonna be taken into glory. And when that happens, the tribulation period of time starts taking place on earth and devastation that the world has never seen in the past or before. Uh, Those who are left behind, it's gonna be a horrific, horrific time. You don't wanna be left behind. It's gonna be a horrific time, right? And we see the stage of this being set up right now when the world loses millions and probably billions of people in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, just gone, just like that, boom, gone. That's not even fast enough, right? Raptured and snatched away. Just think about the massive, massive conflict and chaos that's going to happen on planet Earth when the Christians are just snatched away, just just like that. Planes are going to fall from the sky, right? Cars and trucks are going to crash. Boats and tankers and all these things are just going to start colliding because no one's going to... Better, they better hit autopilot or else these things are just going to fall from the sky. It's going to be chaotic here on planet Earth. On top of that, great natural and supernatural things will continue to take place. Earthquakes and fire and hail. Great destruction is going to take place on Earth. Panic is going to occur worldwide there's no way around it probably by then or immediately we'll have one world currency the antichrist is going to quickly rise up and be set into place and possibly already starting to get in position the mark of the beast is going to be instituted and you will only be able to eat and get provisions if you have the mark the mark of the beast otherwise you will be alone and you'll be running and having to scavenge for food and shelter, you become the enemy of the state, and really an enemy of the world. Christians will be hated during this time, and the real church is gone, and the fake church, false church, which we already have, will be instituted at a higher level, but they will realize they're wrong. Only those that will have the mark, the mark of the beast, will have food and jobs and and provisions and clothes and, and shelter. It's going to be a terrible time on earth, church. It's going to be a terrible, terrible time. Now, nowhere is going to be safe. and um, So you're going to be running to the hills and hope you don't. I shouldn't say you. Hopefully you, you are going to be snatched away. right? But those left behind will be running to the hills and taking cover for safety, for the best of their ability. But it won't be good enough in most cases. And again, we see signs of this already uh, happening where governments want to control what we can and cannot do, how we teach our children, what we teach our children, when we can leave our our homes how how we could eat and how long we could stay outside don't forget don't forget what we saw over the last couple of years the pressure to close churches and businesses they they, the 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 aggressive institutions that were and and rules that were put into place and now they're trying to give our young children these vaccinations as if they're the ones that are getting very sick and in danger of dying and i'm not a doctor so i'm not saying i'm a doctor so i would just say prayerfully and and carefully uh, consider your next steps and the why you do something. That's what I'm asking you to do. Just consider the why you're doing something and then once you consider it, prayerfully and carefully, then then take steps of faith regardless of what you decide. But don't capitulate to the world standards uh, and culture because conformity is the answer. Because it's not. Because tomorrow there's gonna be many more things that you're gonna have to conform to because it won't stop. That's just the nature of the, of the beast. And our silence and our lack of unity and our lack of prayer and oneness accelerates the enemy's uh, mission. In many places around the world, and we know this from talking to missionaries and global workers, that husbands and wives and their children were not allowed to come outside together. Uh, they had time limits when they went outside and they needed an identification card and, uh, to be allowed out. And very often they weren't allowed out together husband was allowed out on a Tuesday, a wife was allowed out on Wednesday, the children had to remain inside and they were only allowed out for a couple of hours. Um, and if they didn't have their mask on when they were walking in the park, on a trail in the forest alone, they would get summons or ticketed, whatever they did. In that in Canada seems to have shut down bank accounts and blocked married people from entering the country with their spouses. If they don't comply to certain vaccination uh, restrictions or they don't like what's being said about their policies and 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 practices they shut them down and froze their money and froze their assets we saw how fast the supply chain was broken and we saw how rationing food and baby food and being uh, happened in this country it was like what and it's still happening in some places and we see that the markets are in trouble Bitcoin and. Cryptocurrency has, 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 has fallen so dramatically, right? Stock markets are up and down and all around and it just seems to be moving in so many different directions, it doesn't even make sense. And fearfulness of uh, inflation is happening and, and mortgage rates are skyrocketing. Real estate seems to be following soon thereafter. This is creating all types of fear and worry in this country and really around the world. But this is not the end. That's what you need to hear. This is not the end. This is the beginning of birth pains, right? So get ready, church, and understand the signs of the times that you're living in. This is leading up to Jacob's trouble or a period of time that we call the tribulation times. We're living in the church age, and this will be the tribulation time. But don't worry, and don't panic. Trust in the Lord and listen to His words and praise the Lord at all times. Be prepared and ready at all times. If you're ready and prepared and saved and sanctified, you don't have to worry about these things. You can teach them and talk about them. And eschatology is important, but really being saved and set free by God is where it matters most. Plan accordingly. Ask God for wisdom. Time is short, so don't give up and quit. Walk and work. In his peace. Stay focused on your mission. Continue to pray. Continue to seek God's will. Continue to evangelize. Know and understand that it is God who meets our needs. It's God who gives us the supplies. It's God who does the work in us. It's God who moves and breathes on us. It's God who turns our times of trouble and duress and unrest into peace. Yes. It's God. It's God. It's God. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 20. Go my people, enter your rooms, shut the doors behind you. hide yourself for a little while until his wrath has passed by. Listen to the Lord and do what he says. Now you might think this means you're going through the tribulation time or it might be speaking about the the nation of Israel once in the tribulation time, three and a half years into it where the peace of Israel is going to be broken during the tribulation time, And it can be that, but I don't think it's that. I think that whatever comes our way, we are to rest in the Lord and be ready to meet Jesus at all times and make your faith secure in Him. If you're not saved, either way, your future is bleak. You have something to worry about. You do not have God's peace. You might think so, but you do not have God's peace. Know that the Lord will judge and bring wrath against the world and the iniquities. But the saints of God, the Christian, the one that's born again, the saints of God, he doesn't call us to wrath. He disciplines us. But he doesn't call us to wrath. So I believe that Christians are not going through. That's what we teach in this church. That we're not going through the tribulation times. We might have hard times, times of persecution. We'll be snatched away before that. I believe that but if you're saved it doesn't matter again it doesn't matter what even your position is we have a position here on this church but it doesn't matter if you're saved and if you won't choose to receive jesus christ now why do you while you're under grace why do you think that you'll receive his peace and salvation while you're living under that type of persecution and judgment and tribulation During the tribulation times, Christians are going to be beheaded for their faith. You will have to choose between taking food and getting food and the mark of the beast, or or denying Christ, and die. That's your choice. And we don't see it now, but that's your choice even now. Because you might be living really when you're dead. But you see, we we die to Christ so we can live. All I can say is choose... Choose Christ today. Choose God today. Choose His peace today. Walk in His ways today. Why will you ever leave this up to chance? It makes no sense. Why would you ever want to delay in making this decision when you can do it today? Because tomorrow you don't know if you will have that choice. You're living under grace now. Make today count. Without the Lord, you're lost for eternity. Don't wait, don't leave it for chance find peace in the Lord that overcomes worry when you find peace in God through salvation you worry less and you're set free would you stand with me church and before we close this service I want to give you a chance to respond in, in a few ways to those who don't know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior you can know him today just going to pause because most of us are believers here but if you do not really know Jesus don't let your pride get in the way don't don't let your emotion or your family or friends get in the way if you're watching at home don't let the circumstance or the situation you're in stop you if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ today take a step of faith receive Jesus speak to him from your heart Lord I'm a sinner I need you Repent for your sins and turn to Him. When you do that, He will save you. He will set you free. If anybody wants to do that today, I'm just going to say, I'm going to just take a moment and say, raise your hand. We would like to pray with you. Hallelujah. God will save you. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, be saved. Speak to Him from your heart. Another way to respond to those who know Jesus. Maybe you have been out walking and experiencing his peace. You have allowed life's burdens to bring you down. You have maybe overcome, I mean, overcome with worry. Maybe you have allowed the COVID to consume your thinking, the media to consume your thinking. Maybe you have focused too much on your problems and your hard times instead of focusing on the Lord. Listen, we're humans. We're gonna go through stuff. But don't make it your lifestyle. The Lord wants to provide. The Lord wants to heal. The Lord wants to give you his peace. The Lord loves you greatly. We're going to have problems. That's not what I'm saying. But when we make those problems the main thing, we're missing out. So let's pause for a moment. Let's reflect on the on the word that's been given today and then respond by allowing the Spirit of God to move in your hearts. There's a lot of pride that's stopping people from responding. There's a lot of embarrassment stopping people from responding. There's a lot of hard shells. we got to get past that, church. I'm believing that God's going to do some miraculous things today and throughout our life, but, but we have to take steps of faith. And too many of us have too much pride. We're not allowing the Spirit of God to move in our hearts and our minds. And I'm not telling you that that only happens at the altar. That's not what I'm saying. But if you can't be moved when people around here love you and voting for you and rooting for you, how do you do it when you're alone, when you're isolated? Two verses, and I close. Matthew 6 But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek first, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious. Do not worry about anything but in everything. And let me just say, this worrying is a lifestyle. These fears are lifestyles. That's that's what it's saying. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petitions, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And so, let's do that today. Let's take a moment and let's seek the Lord. Right? Let's not be anxious and let's just seek the Lord. We're busy. I get that. Let's take a moment and pause. These altars are open. We can pray with you. You can pray by yourself. You can kneel. You can walk around. Seek the Lord and pray a little longer. Sing a little louder and allow God to refresh your soul, finding peace in God's presence. Amen? Let's worship the Lord. Take a moment. Be blessed. Hallelujah. the show. Lord wherever we find ourselves may we be carriers of your glory bringing a good word and bringing your shalom with us your peace with us I pray blessings over everything that was said and done let it stay deep into our hearts and minds and now may we go in peace